the time most islanders started work on Tuesday, Granville residents were fighting rising water levels that threatened to leave them homeless. Half a month's rain fell in a single day, drains across the island were overwhelmed and the reservoir overspilled. Almost 60 households were evacuated and a major incident was declared as emergency services worked tirelessly in the water. It's not the first time Granville has been hit with flooding, but residents have said this time was the worst it's ever been. Mark Manton, Jersey Water's Head of Production Operations, joins me, James Jern, on this Bailiwick News Pod to discuss exactly what took place. I started by asking him why the recent flooding was so bad. Persistent rain over days and days and then on Tuesday or Monday night into Tuesday morning we had um, very heavy rainfall uh, across the entire island. The sheer volume of rainfall overwhelmed um, the catchments across the island, um, the, uh, the streams... Uh, and then also the, uh, the drainage network that would naturally take that that water away from site and normally operates uh, to do that. So uh, yeah, it, the, the the weather is a, the simple answer. And we know about half a month's rainfall fell in a single day. How does Jersey Water cope with that? So we have um, instrumentation that tells us when levels have uh, risen, and we have high level alarms. Uh, particularly at the Grand Vaux catchment because of the school um, and the housing downstream. Uh, so I got alerted uh, first thing on Tuesday morning that the uh, high-level alarm and the high-high-level alarm had, had triggered. Uh, and then we went into uh, trying to manage the situation. Warning-wise, we, we obviously look at the, the weather forecasts. Um, we, we get those from the Met Office on a daily basis. Um, I don't think the amount of water was um, predicted it was uh, certainly intense or maybe the, the amount of the rates in which the water came uh, the rain came uh, it, it also coincided with the night before we had high winds on the island if you recall um, which was sort of a double whammy so the the um, the fact that the, a lot of debris from trees leaves branches you name it had come down the night before that wouldn't have helped the situation on Tuesday. That will have all ended up in the drainage systems. We were out um, first thing um, and, and all night, and ever since, to be honest, clearing screens of debris, making sure that the water's flowing um, and managing that sort of uh, path that the water wants to take. And we know lots of water was being pumped out and I believe still is of Grand Vogue. Yes, so um, in terms of pumping, so in terms of Jersey water pumping, I, I, I don't have any figures on the drainage uh, system. That's not something Jersey water manages. But from the from the uh, reservoir, we, we're pulling uh, over 600 cubic metres of water every hour and have been since uh, Tuesday morning. Um, we had to completely reorganise our raw water network so that we could take that water safely into the system. We were pushing it to other reservoirs that um, uh, were were able to take that water. Uh, All our reservoirs are full, um, so it was a bit of um, risk management to put them to areas that were least affected. Uh, Grand Vaux uh, is particularly a problem because the catchment area, and when I say catchment area, I mean the 
the amount the the area of land where if the rain falls it ends up in that valley uh it's what it's our largest catchment so that's going to catch the most amount of water we reconfigured our raw water network to alleviate the amount of water in the valley um and 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 are still doing so and what's the rate on that because i'm hearing it's upwards of 600 plus cubic meters per hour yeah over 600 cubic meters an hour so we're sending a proportion of that small portion of that to queen's valley still and the rest we're putting to our treatment works sewage and debris and contaminants does that present a risk from the sewage treatment point of view is is it working extra hard to keep our water clean so the the, the um, wastewater pumping stations that pump the sewage around um, uh, i believe all, all met capacity on the morning of that tuesday and we're being overwhelmed i think you can see that from the from the drains that are lifting and um, smell it in some and cases can, yeah um it's it's massively dilute um but to answer your question directly uh, there is a heightened risk. It's not um, unmanageable. You know, we take in, um, uh, we can take in a lot worse water into our treatment works and treat them safely. We monitor the quality of, of the water continuously at, the, at both treatment works. Um, both treatment works are performing brilliantly, uh, even though we swapped and changed the blends of water um, pretty quickly on Tuesday. Um, they both reacted really well. Um uh, yeah, and uh, we have no qualms on water quality and, and all our parameters are, are really good. And the response, I think most would agree, has is, is been excellent from emergency services and indeed Jersey Water and, and Andium, etc. But lots of people, residents in particular, I spoke to will wonder what can be done to stop this happening again. Sure. Um, and my heart goes to them because I, 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 I was down at Grand Vaux. Um, I've been down there for days now. Um, we couldn't help uh you know physically at people's properties per se what we could do uh, um, is get the water out of the area as fast as we could um and my teams have been um superb at getting that water out upping the pump rates um i had engineers um actually changing hard-coded parameters within the pumping station so that we could increase the volume of water we were taking out sort of pushing everything to the limits uh, and we continue to do so. So in, in terms of how do we stop it happening in the future, the honest answer is we need to speak with all of the parties involved because drainage will be an absolutely key parameter there. That's not in our control. We could, I can't answer that question from a Jersey Water-only perspective. Um, but Jersey Water will be working absolutely shoulder-to-shoulder with government, with um uh, IHE in government, who, who manage the drainage network, um, planning response. Uh, there is a strategic island plan, um, which is already looking at sort of areas that are prone to risk of flooding, uh, and we will we will work in, in towards that plan. Certainly, but what could the options be? I know you just mentioned drainage, but could we also look at building the reservoir higher? Is is that something that we could do? Yeah, I can understand why people think that increasing the height of the reservoir uh, dam wouldn't actually help um, because you'd fill it. And then uh, the rate of change, this is why I, uh, I go back to the point about the weather. When you get that intense weather, uh, your reservoir will fill. It will fill at a rapid rate. As soon as it um, gets full, that volume of water is going to go downstream. So 
your you can use re- some reservoirs are designed for attenuation, which is when you keep them empty and then as the flood water comes, they fill up. But that's not what Granvaux Reservoir or any of Jersey Waters reservoirs are designed for. Um, the you have to ask the question: Why is the reservoir there? The reservoir is there because the island needs to drink water, and there's, it's a fresh water source from which we treat from. Um, we don't actually have enough water in Jersey. I know it's the wrong thing to say this week because we're absolutely inundated. But what is the deficit at the moment? So the de- deficit is approaching. Well, in 2025, it will be predicted to be about 3.9 million litres per day if we don't do anything right now. Now, obviously, there are schemes in place to improve that. In 2020, it was... uh, What are the schemes? So, sorry, in 2020, it was minus two megalitres. So it's going up as the population increases. And people's demand stays roughly the same. So one of the initiatives is... Um, work work on the demand side of the equation, try and get people to reduce the amount of water they're using. It's not going to uh, bridge the whole gap, but it helps. So there's an initiative on that side. Leakage reduction, we've got very, very good leakage in Jersey. We're very fortunate of that. I'm very fortunate as production manager who puts the treated water into the network to know that our network team have good control on that. Mm. Um, but Is it the always- case that we're actually better than other jurisdictions, the UK, for example? Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. We have very enviable leakage um, right. uh, numbers, um, if you would speak to a UK uh, equivalent. But we can always do better. So that's being targeted. We're trying to, we're always inching the boundaries there, trying to get it down further and further and further. Um, there are restrictions we can put in place. Uh, everyone will be aware in the summer, hose pipe bans, we've got essential use sort of... Um, uh, restrictions that we can put in place if needed so that that's another way of doing the demand side and then on the supply side we've got uh, we, we've got a desalination plant in Jersey which is uh, a luxury um, but it's soon become with climate change it will become essential so we're looking at expanding that we're looking at expanding that by another 50% minimum right now Um we we talk about um, target catchment protections, so that won't gain us any volume. We we won't solve our deficit using that, but it, what it'll do is protect it, and 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 that's you know, sort of almost management speak really for if somebody pollutes something, uh, if somebody polluted one of our catchments or one of our reservoirs, that completely isolates that source. So. Even though it doesn't gain us, it protects it. It makes us more resilient. Based on what you've just told me then, is there a need for a new reservoir? Yeah, that's all. So we do a a water resources drought management plan every five years. The last one was 2020. That's why I quoted that number before. Um, It's being worked on now and be released again in 2025 is is the target. And a new reservoir features um, or expansion of an existing reservoir is probably the more pragmatic one um which one uh so val de Mar's the sort of uh most viable option but there it's comp- there's complications with uh it's very easy to say that would be a multi multi-million pound huge infrastructure project it puts the island at risk whilst you do it because you lose your reservoir whilst you do it 
it would gain us 1.9 million litres a day. So that's not volume of expansion. That's how much we can gain from having it there. Going back to Tuesday, Val Lamar was strategic for us. So we were able to move water from Grand Vaux to treatment in Queens Valley. But this this wasn't just a Grand Vaux problem in the island. People who live in uh, St. Peter's Valley will, will know there was major problems there. Waterworks Valley, major problems. So we were moving water from the bottom of Waterworks Valley back up the valley to a place called La Hague. And then from La Hague, we were shifting that at 670 cubic metres an hour at one point across to Val de la Mar. So we were trying to alleviate all these poor people who were um, seeing the water levels rising, just trying to take the edge off it, trying to shift the water. Um, and then once it got to Val de la Mar and Queens Valley, then it was going out to sea. So uh, it was all about very dynamically, very quickly adjusting our network and shifting that water out. Mark Manton, Jersey Water's Head of Production Operations, thanks for your time. For the latest updates on the Grand Vaux flooding and other news, you can follow Bailiwick Express and our sister publication, The Jersey Evening Post. And if you get a moment, please like, share and even review this podcast. It helps a lot. But for now, from the Bailiwick News team, thanks for listening. More next week.